and welcome to Combat Thoughts. I'm Robbie. I'm Lee. And I'm Alex. We're going to take a deeper look at culture and philosophy behind martial arts. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of Combat Thoughts. In this episode, we've got our biggest star to date. We've got John Thor Blank. He is an ADCC veteran. Uh, He's a 10th Planet Black Belt and owns his own gym in 10th Planet Allentown. Um, He's a super interesting guy and he probably has the best story of going professional in terms of the actual smartest way to do it. So for uh, anyone who's planning on going to be a pro grappler out there this is definitely one to listen to and for anyone who just likes elite level competition and competitors uh fantastic one to listen to as well so i hope you enjoy cool all right so we're live um john take us back to the start um was jiu-jitsu the first martial art did you get into something else beforehand no, I uh, I grew up wrestling. Um, the area I live in in Pennsylvania, it's a it's a huge wrestling area. It's kind of a hotbed for it in the country. So like uh, ever since I was uh, you know like maybe like ten, I started wrestling, and I wrestled all throughout high school and stuff like that. And then after high school, I, I had a couple college offers, but college wasn't really for me. Um, I kind of figured that out pretty early, luckily, and uh, I, I ended up not going to college. So that's when I got into jujitsu. So we, well, in England, wrestling is not um, a thing, really. <laughs> not really a thing. Yeah, I was going to say not as developed, but it's not developed at all. Um, <laughs> is it only really at college that it starts getting, is there any college where you start getting really competitive or do people get into it as a pro sport sort of, um, I, d- I have no idea about the background of it. Okay. Okay. So like, kind of like American wrestling is like, um, it's like any other sport, like every school has a wrestling team. Like, you know, your high school has, you know, just like they have, you know, the basketball or the baseball team mm-hmm. or wherever the hell you guys play in England team. Uh, we have the, you know, the wrestling team too. So it's like, ever since I was like a kid, I wrestled for, um, like the, the local high school's youth team from the time, like I was like, you know, like 10 or something like that. And then all throughout high school, you wrestle and stuff like that. And the whole goal when you're not, you know, you're a kid wrestling is to get a good college scholarship. Like that's like the goal at the end that everybody talks about, like, Oh, if you're a good wrestler, you can go to, you know, you can go to a good school, get a scholarship, not pay, you know, as much and stuff like that. Like, so like, you know, wrestling's extremely competitive in high school and things like that, because people are constantly trying to like, you know, prove themselves for a scholarship and things like that. And like I said, especially where I live, like, you know, wrestling's bigger than, you know, any other sport. like wrestling's what, what you do in the Lehigh Valley. <laughs> yeah. And was that the original intention then to get the scholarship and go yeah, for it? That was- That was always the intention. And like I said, like when I got to like my junior year in, um, in high school, so the second to last year, um, I, I kind of was realizing like, I don't think I want to go to college. I don't know what I want to do with my life. And, um, you know, I, I kind of, you know, had enough of wrestling at that point. And, you know, even though I had some scholarships, I didn't take them because, you know, I, I didn't know what I wanted at that point. And that's kind of the point I fell in. I found jujitsu too. So it kind of like, you know, worked out. Like I took a little break after wrestling, but then, you know, found jujitsu and, you know, became obsessed with it and then realized like, Oh, this is what I want to do. <laughs> that's cool. Nice. Did you, um, did you enjoy doing wrestling as you were doing it? Or was it more of a, right. Was it, was it that goal of a scholarship that was kind of keeping you doing it or did you Definitely. actually enjoy it? 
Yeah, definitely. By the end, it was more just, you know, get the good scholarship and things like that. Wrestling's a lot different than jujitsu. And even though it's a grappling sport, the, the mentality in wrestling is so much more hard nosed grind push, you know, make yourself uncomfortable. Like in wrestling, you were basically taught if you're not miserable, you're not working hard. And like, you know, by, by the end of it, like I said, by my, my penultimate year in high school, it was just like, you know, I've, I've had enough of this shit, man. I've been cutting weight for, you know, how many years, you know, two mm. times a week. Cause in wrestling, you, you know, in high school, you wrestle on Saturday and you wrestle on Wednesday and you got to make weight both days. And, you know, you're cutting weight constantly and you're fucking fighting for like, you know, four months out of the year and you'll get like 40, 50 matches in a wrestling season. And it's like and that's why people when they're like, oh, my God, these wrestlers are good in competitions. It's not, we've just done it a million times. We're used to the nerves and stuff like that. It's no big deal. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That makes sense. What I, what I find interesting, though, is that you say so, so you cut you could cut weight for like twice two competitions basically in like a space of uh say a week that's mm -hmm. that seems you know quite taxing even i know it's it's a young person's body but yeah, that is but still no it's quite it, pretty it, it, what's your opinion yeah. on that looking back is do you think it's it, it's fucking stupid <laughs> 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 no way but, um, i'll be real with you like when i started when i got to high school uh like because it was worse before I got to high school, obviously. They started doing, at the beginning of the year, they would uh, take every kid into the locker room and the trainer would have to measure your body fat with like one of the little calipers and you would have to pass a hydration test. I'm dead serious. And you could only lose so much weight per week. And if you didn't, like if you were trying to go down to the next weight class, like later in the season, like you had to lose X amount each week so that you would be eligible to do that. Because if you lost too much in a weight, um, PIAA, that the Pennsylvania Intramural Athletic Association, would step in and be like, "Nah, -uh, this kid's gonna, this kid's gonna hurt himself. This kid's gonna get himself in trouble." And like, it's good that they did because back in the day, you know, people were stupid with. I mean, we were still stupid with it, and you know, did anything we could to cheat the tests and stuff like that. But you know, <laughs> it was at least a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. This is a little bit of oversight. <laughs> um, so wrestling uh, mostly for the actual the, the prize at the end of it and you found mm -hmm. it quite hard mm -hmm. but you clearly liked grappling enough oh, yeah. to loved, move on to something else mm -hmm. i love i always loved you know just going in every day you know working my ass off you know fighting with the guys and you know bullshitting around and having fun like that i always loved that i love that but you know after you know like i said competing so much for so many years and cutting weight and stress and trying to get into a good college and blah 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 it was just like no, i'm good it kind of took the fun out of it you know yeah so how did you find the jiu-jitsu afterwards did you stumble across it did you uh, go out searching for it Mm -hmm. So me and my me and my uh, one good friend um, who wrestled together in high school, we always wanted to do jujitsu. Like we always would watch, you know, uh, UFC when that was on and stuff like that. We're like, man, how cool would jujitsu be? Ba ba ba. And we would watch, you know, YouTube videos and mastering the system and like all the old Eddie Bravo shit. And we'd be like, oh, how cool would this be to learn? And you know, we, there was like maybe one or two gyms in our area that you know we would we stop by once or twice, but you know. There's always something like, you know how it is when you go into a lot of like more MMA based gyms. It's just like, I, I, I didn't care for the vibe. I will put it that way, you know. And um, then uh, Zach and Jam opened up 10th Planet Bethlehem. Excuse me. And my buddy Jones, he actually called me. He's like, dude, I found a 10th Planet in Bethlehem. We got to go. And we basically just showed up there like that, uh, that meme where it's just like, take my money. Yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. 
I'm I'm curious actually um, about the the fact that like you, you were watching uh, a lot of MMA and you were into MMA for for some time before you got to jujitsu. Was it mm-hmm. like why you know in the UK even in Europe the the culture around MMA is still developing. It's still mm-hmm. I mean it's been around. Obviously, people used to watch tapes and, and so on, but. Is it like in the US, has it has it been like a strong sort of um, thing for a while and and people uh, have grown up with it? And I, I don't know if is it different, do you think? It, it's tough. I would say it's I think it's definitely more mainstream in America than it is in the UK. I would definitely say that. But I still wouldn't say it's it's mainstream. Like mm-hmm. even, like uh, so when I when I worked a full-time job still and like the guys would talk about like you know football and they'd be like oh this player blah 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 this guy did that last night they would be talking about that all the time but only ever would they ask about mma if like conor mcgregor was fighting they'd be like oh that conor mcgregor's this weekend or something like that like if i said you know you know like i don't know something about like some random fighter who's not you know number one in the world they would have no clue okay i see no and so was there um, was there anything early on that really drew you to jujitsu in particular? Because you said you were enjoying the mixed martial arts uh, in the early days. I, I, I mean, I enjoyed watching it, but I never really wanted to get punched in the face that much. Um, That's fair enough. I, yeah, and I have like you know, I had a wrestling background and stuff like that, and I didn't really know that there was like a jujitsu scene so much, you know. And then once I figured out, like, oh no, there's a really you know cool jujitsu scene out there, and a lot of people just do jujitsu. Like I kind of thought, you know, when I was younger and watching MMA, everyone just did MMA. You know, I didn't realize there was like a cool jujitsu scene out there that was you know basically the same as wrestling but way more chill. And I was like, oh, this is the shit. This is exactly what I wanted. Nice. So what? what... How? Go on, go, Alex. Uh, What year was it then that you? you you joined the 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 gym the gym it would have been 20 the end of 2014 okay no end of 2013 that's what it was end Mm -hmm. of 2013 beginning of 2014 right in that area because i was i was just i was turning 20 when i joined in so there was already i guess the the bjj scene was already like fairly developed um in Yeah, okay. at least starting to like it, it was definitely like you know there were competitions and stuff like that but back then it was like you know you'd have to drive a couple hours to go do a, a competition or something like that but you you had the option to do that i didn't even know that was a thing and now like you know nowadays it's like yo there's competitions like 10 minutes away from where we live and it's like this is awesome like it's just getting better and better and bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and how are those early experiences with the uh, 10th planet gym because obviously <laughs> you've just come from the uh, other environment Mm-hmm. no it was it was awesome like i i mean it was different but it was i liked it like i remember like the first day i showed up like you know coming from a wrestling background which is very like strict and almost like military like at least the way i was raised in wrestling and it was like i remember showing up like 15 minutes early to fill out the waiver and offer to pay the mat fee and all this stuff and blah 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 and like you know introduce myself and like we didn't start to like 15 minutes after and like Zach's just like, yeah, man, I felt the waiver, make yourself at home, stretch out, whatever. And it's just like, okay. Like a little thrown off, like waiting for it. And that's like, the guys would be like, Hey man, you know, you don't have to go like a hundred percent the whole time. Like, you know, you can, you know. <laughs> and it's just like, I, I can, like, I don't have to be miserable. I don't have to hurt myself every practice. And they're like, no, no, no just have fun. And it's like, Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> 
And did you embrace that straight away? Or you seem like a pretty chill guy, but I've heard about wrestlers coming in being... Yeah, being... Being <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I joke about it all the time too, and it's. It, but I was for a little bit. I think most wrestlers are. But then you know, you, you learn to calm down. And one of the best things like I did in the beginning was Zach and Jam were like, John, you know how to wrestle. You d- you did that forever, and just learn how to play guard. Learn something new first. Make sure you learn how to play guard. So I played off my back forever in the beginning, and that helped me learn to be you know more calm i don't want to say passive but you know what i mean not be like constantly have to be like i'm gonna win every second of every round i gotta i gotta go 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 get this done but 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 you know it, it was more chill and i liked that so for you it wasn't like you, you didn't go in and you did you get frustrated at the start that like people were d- doing techniques on you and kind of say winning uh the rounds uh, in the beginning or were you like oh whoa shit i didn't know you could do this and you were pretty intrigued a little bit more like you're saying like i remember in the beginning like every time someone would caught me i'd be like wait 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 how'd you do that again and like people would get like annoyed because i'd be like no explain to me how you did that and then you know they wouldn't get it as easily the next time but um <laughs> you know i i was always like that that it was like like i i remember jm telling me you know like a year after my first um practice he was like because he beat the shit out of me my first night like just triangled me go go me did whatever you know because i was just trying to be like you know meathead wrestler and um i'll admit it and like i remember like a year later he was like yeah man i had to put it on you i had to show you it works i was like motherfucker i knew this works that's why i came in the front door <laughs> <laughs> how do you um but you kept coming back after getting rinsed for a session Say again, I'm you, sorry. Get, you, you kept coming back though. You got you got smashed oh, for a yeah, session. Yeah, absolutely, but you... absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it was just like, you know, like that was like I remember that night going home and like laying in bed and just like looking at the ceiling and being like trying to like replay it in my mind, like what happened. Like that motherfucker brought a shin across my neck and just like squished it. Like, how do you do that? And like trying to like figure that out and like thinking about it all night and stuff like that, you know. Um, what was your motivation back then in that case? Um, did you set out at that point to compete or did you no, just like the sport? I didn't want to compete in the beginning. I did not want to compete at all. Zach is the one who convinced me to compete eventually. But like when I, when I first got into it, like I said, I was, I was 19 and I was going through like some real changes in my life. And I needed, as kind of weird as it says, I, I, I needed something to still feel like, like a kid kind of like feel like young you know like have some fun because like i was getting like a full-time job and i was like you know making some sacrifices that were you know i thought the right choices at the time to like you know progress what i thought was going to be my life you know and i needed something to you know keep me sane basically so that's why i got into it and just like you know it was it was better than lifting weights you know <laughs> something to do a lot more then, yeah uh, a lot more interesting that's for sure fuck yeah fuck yeah and it just slowly built from there you know and then i started getting more into it and like you know then i started going more times a week and getting more into it and then zach eventually was like hey man like you got to (laughs) compete so it was good it was good i was glad he convinced me too but i remember um i remember really not wanting to in the beginning so what what kind of oh sorry go ahead no no go ahead did you take some convincing then or I, I definitely did because I remember like he had been talking to me about doing one. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sign up for that Naga next month. 
And then like, it came to like a week before that noggin. I was like, Zach, I really don't want to do this. And, um, <laughs> and he's like, that's okay, John. Like, you know, don't worry about it. You don't have to do it. And I didn't do it. And then like two months later, there was like a grappling industries or something. He's like, Hey John, like y- you really got to do this. Like y- you got to do it. And he talked me into it and it was like, I- I'm, I'm grateful for him that he did, but you know, it, it definitely took some, some pushing. So what? And what? Oh, man, sorry, I keep <laughs> keep guiding each other. Okay. All right, all right. My last bit, and then you do the next one. I was just going to ask, what was it that convinced you in the end? Like, what 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 broke you down and made you do the competition? I don't know what it was, honestly. I mean, I I think it was mainly because like we didn't we had a chip on our shoulders for a very long time. We didn't get much respect. And, you know, this was still back when 10th planet was seen as kind of like a fringe thing and stuff like that. And it's, it was just kind of like, you know, earning us respect. And I didn't like, you know, the way some people tried to talk to like JM and Zach and things like that. And, you know, we wanted to go out there and show them like, Hey, you know, we got, we got some hitters, you know? Makes sense. And so whilst you're doing that, so what, how, how did you, how were you managing your, your full-time job at the time and, and starting to train more? What kind of work were you doing? Was it physical as well? So did you have to like, yeah. I was uh, I was a lineman for years. Oh um, shit. That's uh, actually my yeah. industry. I work in Isn't the really? power systems industry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. So I, I can tell you then, cause you'll get, I, I actually worked in like substations and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, I did that for years for the local utility. I did that actually until, six months ago, seven months ago. And that's when I finally quit. But, um, you know, it, it was tough balancing that shit, man. But yeah. I mean, when, when you love something, you make it work. And I mean, I sacrificed a lot of things in my personal life throughout the years, you know, relationships, you know, taking care of the fucking house, stuff like that. I sacrificed a lot of that stuff to make it all happen. But, you know, if, if you love something enough, you'll make it work. And, and how many, how many times would you usually train, uh, usually at least five or six times a week. Like I was there damn near every night, you know, I, I was there as much as I could. That's all I wanted to do. It's Fair real. Enough. I mean, I'll be real. Like besides jujitsu, I like like cooking and that's about it. <laughs> so obviously you're professional now, obviously you've made that mm-hmm. full transition across. Um, but where we've got to so far, you've barely been convinced to do one competition and at some point you're making massive sacrifices to make it your life um yeah yeah it, was, well, it, it went quick <laughs> yeah but um no it, it was probably between that first competition and when i quit my job it was probably like five years a little over five years six years maybe but um somewhere in that range um but yeah it just started like after that first competition so that first competition i did i had three matches it was at, I think it was a grappling industry. I don't, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, I won my first two matches. I subbed the guys real quick. And then the last match I remember, um, I didn't know you couldn't heel hook. Like, I didn't know heel hook was like a dirty thing back then. <laughs> so I, I heel hooked this guy in the finals and they're like, you're disqualified. I'm like, what? And then Zach's like, you can't do that, John. I was like, you guys never fucking told me that. Like, <laughs> but um, I remember after that one, it was just like, I was pissed then because it was just like, what the fuck? This stupid, stupid rule. And then it was like, all right, I want to do another. And then it was like, yeah, I did another one and I won and, you know, started going from there. And then it turned into, you know, from doing like the Nagas and the, the smaller events, you know what I'm talking about? Like the stuff you pay to do, to doing the events that were like, you know, 
for a little bit of money and stuff like, or doing super fights and stuff like that, like one-off matches on a show started going to there. Then it started getting to doing the tournaments for money, like with the finisher sub only and stuff like that. And that's when I was just like, Oh shit. Like you, you can make money doing this. Like the sports, the shit, this is way better than wrestling. There's actually money in it. <laughs> <laughs> so what, yeah. what, what, like, ahead, uh, no, I'm, I'm just curious then. So you're, um gosh i've i might have just completely blanked my mind go ahead robbie i'll i'll think of um, it. <laughs> i was just gonna say i think that's why so many wrestlers um well i know a couple move over to jiu-jitsu like uh <laughs> rodriguez and stuff like that um yep. but then i guess most wrestlers move over to the mma side of things to uh most, make their money most definitely do yeah and it was like once i found out like you could be you know, a jujitsu guy and make an okay salary. Like, you know, not, it's not, it's not a glamorous lifestyle. I'm never going to have, you know, BMW or anything like that, but you know, I can live a decent life. I have a nice life still. And it's like, once I realized that I was like, all right, this is the goal. This is the goal to just be happy and do this. And that's what we've always been working towards. <laughs> wow. that's amazing. And so you kind of made the transition from starting jujitsu to, it being your life, well, your livelihood over, what was it, six, seven years? Six years or so, yeah. That's, I don't know, maybe, maybe do you think that's a short time, a long time? To, well, it strikes me as a, quite a short time to uh, make a, something it, it that does, you can barely make money out of. Yeah, it, 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 it was, but it wasn't at the same time. Like, it's that whole thing, like, you know, it takes a long time to be, to be an overnight success type thing. Like there, it was for years. Like as soon as when I was 20, I got, you know, my big boy job at the utility where I was making really good money and it was a union job and stuff like that. But I remember like ever since the beginning, I was like, I don't want to work here till I'm 65. I don't want to, I don't want to have to be here till forever. So I just like, you know, I started doing things to position myself to make an exit one day. I, you know, invested real heavily in my retirement accounts. I saved a lot of money. I was very frugal for those years and stuff like that. And, you know, and then, you know, once I started making from money from jujitsu, once like when I won EBI was the real money I got from jujitsu. That was the biggest payday I got from jujitsu. And I took that money and rolled it right into starting the school. So it was like, you know, I did a lot of steps that, you know, a lot of times I could have been stupid with my money. I wasn't, I was, I did the right thing. It wasn't a fun thing at the time, but you know, I did it so that one day it was always the goal to, you know, quit the job and just live life. But I don't know. Some people do it quicker. Some people are like, you know, if you got the balls to do that, to make sure I was established. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm actually reading a book right now called uh, So Good They Can't Ignore You. Uh, and it's a it's a book about essentially building a career. So you get this you you get this um, you know everyone everyone you you ask from like the top CEOs or, or famous people they tell you follow your pa your passion, which is of course it, it's it sounds like very very good advice and sounds like that's what you did. To be fair, you did follow your mm. passion, but I think the caveat there is what you've actually done is like you've built up the capital of getting the skills of um, jujitsu over time. And also you've done wrestling. So like you've had a long, longer period where to get to the point where you're exiting and being able to sustain a living from the passion you're doing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it 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 did actually to to me like Robbie says it seems seems to think it's not that long of a time, but um, I think it, it is actually a fairly decent period of time that you've been doing it. So it's not like you just quit your job, right? I'm going to become a yeah. jiu-jitsu coach. And then you realize, you know, two months later, like, holy shit, I can't pay my bills. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was always the biggest fear, man, that, you know, I, that I wasn't going to be successful. That's my biggest fear in general in my life is that, you know, to be a failure. I think that's everyone's biggest fear. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, that was always the thing that it was, you know, do you know how many times, like when I, perfect example, when I qualified for ADCC, my best friend, you know, who originally got me into jujitsu was like, yo, John, like you should, you, you should quit and go full time, man. Like you should do it. And you know how motherfucking tempting that is. It's like, you know, I do have money saved up. I could do this. Maybe I could make it work. Maybe I could make it work. But instead, you know, I hung on to that job for a little bit longer, stacked a little extra money and waited until the school was at a proper place where it could support me. So there was no question if maybe I could do it so that it was, I can do this. I think that's a, that's a super good lesson for, for a lot of people that might be in those positions is you don't have to just put it all on the line and, and go for it. You can do it steadily and make it more, more concrete. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do it piece by piece. Do it little by little. Take your time with it because, you know, you just, you got to make sure that shit's right, man, because you're going to be in a lot more trouble if you, you know, go and try to be a professional jujitsu athlete and it's not working. And then you got to get a job for the first time when you're 30. Like I didn't want to be in that situation. And like, now that I've quit and now that I've had a taste of the sweet life where I'm just doing jujitsu all day, I was joking with a buddy earlier. I was like, I could never fucking go back. If I had, if you told me I have to wake up at 6am tomorrow and go climb poles or go, you know, switch out a sub, I'd blow my head off. (laughs) So it's good planning and well, good planning and sort of discipline with the uh, frugal side of things. Um, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know too many, um, too many stories about martial artists from every we sport uh, yeah who <laughs> go uh, commit too soon and uh, just yeah. don't falter and don't make it work yeah, too many yeah. stories I, I waited to quit my job till i was a black belt i had placed fourth at adcc and i was an ebi champion owning my own school <laughs> there we I, fucking go <laughs> yeah you exactly. already I wanted to make damn sure i was good <laughs> you, like you already own the school and you are still working that's i mean i did that for about a year yeah man yeah. i was gonna quit sooner but coronavirus fucked that up <laughs> i mean that's just i've i fucking love that john <laughs> that's great <laughs> <laughs> and how's the school doing now it's doing great man it's it's doing almost too good we're packed we're we're looking for a little bit more space right now hopefully we can make something work with our landlord but uh we're, we're doing great we're at like 100 students already killing it sick uh, obviously you you know you're good on the well kind of business sort of self-management uh, kind of side of things but you've also hit a super high level in your skill level in jujitsu is there anything in particular you sort uh, you uh, attribute that to the, the number one thing that i think helped me get good at jujitsu was what i learned from wrestling and when i say that i don't mean uh i learned this double leg in wrestling that works on everybody or something like that but like shit 
the, the work ethic wrestling taught. Like I said, like when you do your whole life wrestling and every practice is, you know, like I said, break yourself, go harder, more. It, it it gives you a great work ethic for the rest of your life, whatever you want. Any, I've never had a jujitsu practice as hard as a wrestling practice. I'll put it that way. And, you know, it was just, you know, maybe I can push a little bit more because of it, the mental toughness or whatever, but that the work ethic from us, it's what got me to where I am. Just hard work and put your nose down kind of thing. Basically, like I said, nose to the grindstone, man. And that's like, that's what wrestling always was. And like I said, I was not, I was not the best wrestler. I was an okay wrestler. I was a decent wrestler. But, you know, that bringing that work ethic to jiu-jitsu was the number one thing that helped me. So I think a lot of guys are kind of lazy with their jiu-jitsu and they don't want to work hard all the time, you know. It's, you know, if, I, if I'm, and for me, you know, because I did have the full-time job and I didn't have the opportunity to train twice a day like I would have liked to. It was like when I got my chances to train, it was like, all right, like we're getting it in. We're getting our work in right now. It's time to work. Yeah, and I think I think especially in the like jujitsu culture, there isn't really you know it's all like uh, um, what is it the uh, acai bowls you know surfing. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. That it's, lifestyle. It's pretty, yeah, yeah, it's pretty chill lifestyle. So I can see where where you can you can be a little bit you you can progress a bit faster if you adopt a more of a wrestling mindset in that respect. Yeah, the hard-nosed mentality type thing. And, you know, it, I don't know. It, it, it is like you said, like, you know, the jiu-jitsu lifestyle, it is more calm and that's great, you know. But the, the thing that really separates it is jiu-jitsu is a business, wrestling is not. When it really comes to it, like, if I treated my guys like my wrestling coach treated me, would they be mentally tougher? Yes. Would I have a third of the students I have now? Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know, it's just like with wrestling, it's like, oh, okay, you're, you're a kid when you're doing it over here. So it's either your parents are forcing you to be here or you just fucking love it. And, um, they, you know, they would be, they would be mean to us, you know, sprinting, doing sprints. If we fucked up, if we didn't do something fast enough, doing it again, do it again. You know, I remember many a times puking during wrestling practices you know and it's like but like jujitsu if i did that to the guys <laughs> i'd have like three students like nobody wants yeah. that like that's not fun i mean does it get you tough as hell hell yeah but is it is it gonna sell memberships no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but, it's kind of it's what's led to jujitsu being successful is that chilled out lifestyle it is it is and don't get me wrong i love the chill out lifestyle i absolutely love it but you also have to have those days where it's like i'll have chill practices where i'll roll with you know blue belts and i'll let them do stuff to me and put me in arm bars and shit and then i have practices where you know i act like you don't deserve to be on the mat with me and i'm going to be a jackass to you and i'm going to you know be trying to hurt you and trying to go at you. hurt you not injure you there's a difference but like you know going at them you know and do you think then so of course, you know people that that do it more recreationally uh, i guess it's it's good to get a bit of both but mainly staying on the on the chilled side which is fine yeah. and and that's that sells membership and memberships and and keeps people interested but do you yeah. think do you think you know the the good athletes the the people who are at the top of their game they most of them have this kind of grind mindset i think a lot of them do I think a lot of them have that mentality, uh, not all, not all of them, obviously, but I think a lot of them do have that, you know, 
chip on their shoulder, that mean streak, whatever you want to call it, or, you know, they have that little extra edge. I, I do believe that. We talked a lot about the the wrestling side of things and um, sort of you as uh, you developing, but what do you think um, makes like Tenth Planet so special? I'm mean, interested to hear because you've obviously, aside from not believing in uh, the Earth being round, like what what makes them different? What makes a uh, Tenth Planet unique? Yeah, it's definitely uh, you know our beliefs that you know the Earth isn't round. JFK you know wasn't killed by Lee Harvey, <laughs> but no, no. The number one thing that like for me uh, that made Tenth Planet cool and made me love it was the fact that everyone's open minded. Like Zach and JM never were the type that were like, no, you have to do it this way. You have to grab them this way. You have to do this. Blah blah blah. It has to be A B C. They were always just like, hey man, if you can make that work for you, that's good. You know, as long as you, they would tell me if I was doing something stupid, obviously, but like, as long as I was like, you know, kind of on the right track and like making it work, they never gave me shit. And they'd be like, make it work, John, figure it out, play it out on your own. And I really, I really appreciated that because if I went to somewhere where it was, you know, Hey, John, you got to bow when you come on the mat and you got to call me sensei and you got to do it how I do it. I wouldn't have lasted. Not for a second. <laughs> you had enough almost- wrestling. <laughs> I was going to say. What's up? I was going to say that almost, yeah, Alex said you'd had enough in wrestling. Uh, It almost sounds uh, a lot more similar to the wrestling though. Exactly. Exactly. Because, and like I said, at that point it was, I had enough of the wrestling and if it was going to be more of that shit, I'm good. I'll pass. (laughs) That's fair. Do you think then um, the the reason why uh, people were so open-minded, do you think it does have something to do with the, 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 the founder of, of um 10th planet like eddie no i mean it in a genuine way i don't mean it in a bad way i mean in a genuine way because whatever you want to say about him whatever you want to say about you know what he what his beliefs are he is an open-minded person and obviously that has led to the fact that he developed this interesting new system uh of jiu-jitsu because he wasn't bound by right everyone needs to wear a fucking gi to to go to jiu-jitsu everyone has Mm -hmm. to do these things bow blah 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 you know eddie being open-minded attracts more open-minded people and you know like um there there was a quote i really loved uh, um, somebody somebody that i respect that was talking about teaching they were like um when you when you teach you teach the basics and you let the person define the rest of their own path and it's, you know, I really, I really liked that because it's like, you know, I'll tell you if you're doing something, and it's the way I try and teach. Like, I'll tell you if you're, try, if you're doing something stupid or if you're way out in left field here and it's not going to work. But for the most part, it's, you know, if you can make that work for you, do it. Well, yes. I think that's, that's a really interesting philosophy. And to me, it sounds quite appealing, to be honest, um, mm. because it is then a lot of, I guess, that's when you can have things innovating in it as well, because if you're bound exactly. by certain, you know, restrictions, you have those restrictions. The 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 level to which you're you're going to be able to innovate is is going to be more difficult always. Exactly, exactly, and the like like you said, it, it it invites innovation, and it's just that you know, there's tons of times that somebody who no offense, isn't at my level of jujitsu says something and it makes me think of something or a different way. Or it's like, motherfucker, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I see that? One of those. And it's just like, you know, having more eyes on something and more opinions on something is, is a good thing. A lot of the time, you know, sometimes is it like, no, don't give your opinion on this dude. You're a white belt. 
course. But like, you know, <laughs> most of the time it's just like, you know, somebody could see something else. And if you, you know, take it, take a second and try and see it from their perspective, you might learn something. Well, isn't it quite a thing in, um, I don't know, maybe this is uh, completely true. It's, it's, it's that people coming from non-traditional uh, taught backgrounds in other fields, I'm not talking about jujitsu here, but people come from sort of non-traditional or self-taught backgrounds. Um, mm. You know, they're not consistently the best, but they do now and then become massive innovators in a certain field. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like you said, sometimes, you know, is, is it the best way to, you know, be self-taught and try and be an innovator? Not always. Most of the time it is better to, you know, the basics are the basics for a reason, you know, type thing. And, that, and but, you know, you got to have your own flavor to it, you know, kind of type thing. Like the, the quote I gave earlier was from, like I said, the only other thing I like to do besides jujitsu was it's from a famous chef. And like he was talking about with cooking, like, you know, he would teach the basics, you know, how to make things and how to do things and the techniques and stuff like that. But like, you know, you run wild with it. You put your own spin on it type thing. Yeah, cool. No, I see that. Um, and so what do you think um one thing i do wonder if uh if, if it's eddie's personality and the background of jiu-jitsu that's brought all these like-minded people to him um tenth planet still isn't it, it's large but it's not like uh you know some of the gracie gyms no i kind of wonder but but it's very well known and i get the impression it's growing very quickly uh, is there ever any concern that maybe um 10th planet growing so quickly might start to erode some of that if it becomes too unwieldy huh. i mean I, I i think it's definitely possible that if you know it, it gets too big and there's not there need how do i put this there needs to be structure there still needs to be structure but there can't be so much structure that it causes close mindedness. You know, there needs to be the right amount of, you know, like, and I think 10th planet does have that because, you know, we're like, so like, Hey, we teach the warmups, you know, like, you know, we have the warmups that everybody teaches and stuff like that. And there still is some structure, but you know, then advanced class is kind of like, you know, throw your own flavor on it, you know, do your own thing, teach your guys what you're good at. And that's, it is good. But like you said, there does still need to be some level of structure. Hmm. Yeah, and no, I see that. It's interesting, though, that Tenth Planet is quite well known for, um, well, like, for the leg locks side of things. Um, you've not bought into the uh, sort of standard thinking that they are this banned, uber powerful, uber dangerous technique, um, clearly, mm -hmm. because you were doing mm -hmm. it in your first competition. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I mean, Zach and JM taught us that from, you know, the very first day we were doing that kind of stuff. Do you think there's any moves that shouldn't be taught or, or do you think this is definitely the right way to do things? It's hard. That's hard to say. There, there's definitely, am I, I'll put it to you this way. I think everybody should be exposed to everything. And if you're going to compete, you damn well need to know everything. You should know, at least you should know of everything. So that, you know, even if you don't know the intricacies of it, you know, like, hey, leg locks are a thing. And stuff like that. And you need to have an idea of how to defend them and stuff like that. But like, you know, if it's fundamentals class, I'm probably not going to teach, you know, hip tosses and shit like that. Because then next thing you know, everyone's throwing each other and everyone's getting hurt type thing. There's, there's a time to learn everything. I'll put it that way. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. See that? Um, and I guess we're kind of coming towards the end of this now. I guess you got 10 minutes or so more until you need to get in there. 
Yeah, I, I'm about 10 minutes out of work. Cool. Well, look, um, what I kind of wanted to ask you now to start wrapping things up, where do you want to go and what do you want to do in the sport? <sighs> the main thing, if I could have, you know, one accomplishment that I said was, you know, that's my goal in the sport. I want to, I want to win ADCC. That's the number one thing I want. I would love to be an ADCC champion. Maybe I'll never make it there, but I'm going to try my damn hardest to get there. That's my goal on the competitive end of it. And the goal, you know, in the jujitsu end of it, you know, in general is just, like I said earlier, I never want to work a day job again. I want to be able to, <laughs> I want to be able to support myself, live in my dream. And right now, you know, I wake up every day and I can do that right now. And it's, you know, not to sound corny or anything, but it's, it's a blessing you know, and I appreciate it. And I hope, I hope so much that I can keep doing this for the rest of my life. That's what I really, that's my real goal. <laughs> well, I wonder about that then. Um, how, if you don't want me to ask, asking, how old are you, John? I'm 27 right now. You're 20. Yeah. So you've, well, you've still got, uh, to be fair, you've still got a few ADCCs to, <laughs> to go before you um, start getting over the peak. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And do you think, um, you know, do you have a, a plan from here for ADCC? I mean, you, you've got it all mapped out if that's your main goal, because you, you do sound like you plan pretty, uh, pretty well, pretty far in advance. Yeah, I mean, we're working on that. I mean, that's there's other goals in the meantime, you know, smaller competitions and things like that. But if there's like, you know, a, a top goal, that's always the goal. That's always in the back of our head is like we we want that. That's what we want. And then what about what about? your coaching side because of course you own a gym do you mm -hmm. find do you find a lot of fulfillment out of coaching is it some i mean it's hard uh, it's um, it's going to be hard for you to say no because you own a gym so if <laughs> and like i fucking hate coaching it'll, it'll be it won't yeah, look good on you i guess guys. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm sure i'm sure most people who who i mean if you started a gym you clearly enjoy it to some extent so is there, mm -hmm. is there anything on the coaching side that you think other than the fact that you want, you know, be successful enough that you can keep it as your, as your job and, and mm -hmm. don't have to work any other job uh, for the rest of your life. Is there That's any cool. specific goal uh, other than that in the coaching side? No, of, co of, of course, like you said, of course it's fulfilling coaching. I mean, I'm the number one thing I get fulfillment is out of my kids class. If I, if we're going to be real, real, because I love watching the kids, you know, gaining confidence and, you know, or even little things like a, a kid that couldn't do front bridges before, but now he's his neck strong enough that he can do front bridges or he can do push-ups or stuff like that. Like that's so fulfilling to see for me more than the adults. Cause it's just like, you know, Holy shit, that kid didn't have the, the ability to do this. Or this kid was like, you know, scared and in his shell all the time and now he's like you know smiling and laughing and joking around with the kids and i'm like you know watching him hit arm bars and stuff like that and he's got like you know he's confident in himself that's the most fulfilling thing to me and i just want to keep doing that and you know watching you know people progress in their life and become more confident and you know better shape and things like that that's the most fulfilling thing for coaching in my mind that's awesome i think it's it's so true as well and I, someone who I really uh, enjoy listening to is uh, a guy called Jocko Willink. You might know him. Yeah. Um, and he's like, uh, he always talks about like, everyone should do jujitsu from a very young age. Like, and it, mm. it seems to me, it makes so much sense. Like for, for what you're saying, it's um, for, for building the confidence of kids. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's and it's it's a pretty safe environment to do that as well, because mm-hmm. especially like jujitsu is a bit more approachable than let's say wrestling, right? Because wrestling is a bit more um, intense. Intense, <laughs> yeah. And so so many yeah. <laughs> kids who who wouldn't have this ability to, to get out of their shell maybe jujitsu would be a place to do that so i think that's amazing that that you you find you find joy in that as well that's that's great yeah and it's one thing i i didn't think i was going to enjoy teaching kids at all and now i i couldn't get rid i couldn't not do it i enjoy it too much that's cool we hope you enjoyed that episode if you did please consider subscribing to the podcast and checking us out on youtube facebook and instagram under the name Combat Thoughts. We'll see you next time.